0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Today, Pastor Steve Kramer continues his sermon series with the first Christmas carols, and today's message, Mary's Rouser.
1: I'm glad you're worshiping with us today. As Christmas approaches, we are preparing ourselves for the celebration of Christ's birth with a sermon series about the first Christmas carols. Stay with us and let your spirit be fed. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. O mindful, merciful, and mighty God, we give thanks and praise to you this day for the good news about the greatest gift ever given. Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.
2: Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before, Opening to the sun above Melt the clouds of sin and sadness Drive the dark of doubt away Giver of immortal gladness Fill us with the light of day and heaven reflect thy rays stars and angels sing around the center of unbroken praise field and forest vale and mountain flowery meadow flashing sea chanting bird and flowing fountain call us to
1: Today's reading is from Luke chapter 1, verse 46, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name." As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever.
2: O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout The universe displayed Then sings my soul My Savior God to Thee How great Thou art How great Thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when I think that God, His Son, not sparing, in Him to die I scarce can take it in That on that cross my burden gladly bearing He bled and died to take away my sin Then sings my song My Son, my Savior, God to Thee How great Thou art How great Thou art When Christ shall come Shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy will fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art i
1: Once in a great while I'll have the opportunity to attend a University of Minnesota gopher basketball game and that's always fun. Win or lose it's just a thrill to walk into that old arena called The Barn. I especially enjoy hearing the crowd break into the gopher rouser song when they've just made a basket that's put them ahead and a timeout's called. The crowd jumps to their feet and sings that Minnesota fight song Minnesota, hats off to thee, and the place is energized, and the team's spirits are lifted to keep them going as they hear the crowd sing and clap and roar, M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A, Minnesota, Minnesota, yay Gophers. Well, in today's passage, we have a Christmas rouser from Mary, the mother of Jesus, Church tradition has entitled it the Magnificat because of its opening line. My soul magnifies the Lord. There's a wonderful story behind the song. A young woman named Mary, a teenager living in Nazareth, uh, engaged to a man Joseph and looking forward to just living out a normal life, suddenly had an angel named Gabriel appear to her and tell her she was Blessed, for she was going to give birth to the Savior. Mary, being a virgin, asked, How can this be? And Gabriel explained, The Holy Spirit of God will come upon you, and you'll bear a child. Mary said, Well, then, let it be to me uh, uh, according to your word. And some time later, after talking with that angel, she went to meet with Elizabeth, whom the angel had told her about that she had been barren for so many years, but now was pregnant. And uh, the child in Elizabeth's womb, who was to be John the Baptist, leaped for joy when Mary approached Elizabeth. And Elizabeth says, what brings the mother of my Lord to see me? Blessed are you, Mary, for you've believed in God's promise. Her faith confirmed Mary breaks into this psalm in front of Elizabeth. It's a faith-filled song of thanks and praise, like one of the Old Testament Psalms. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Mary sounds happy, excited, thrilled, and so she belts this song out with her whole being. My soul magnifies the Lord. She's rejoicing in God's greatness. This song is a celebration of God telling what he has done. Seven times in this song, he has, he has, he has, he has, again and again, talking about what God has done. She first gives a personal testimony of what God's done in her life. She said he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. In other words, he's, he's picked me ordinary Mary, to play a role in his salvation plan. He could have found a rich, noble, powerful queen in a palace, but instead he's come to an insignificant girl like me. I I may be little in the eyes of the world, but it appears I'm valuable to him. He has great plans for me. I'll be called blessed from now on because of what he's done. He's done great things for me. I'm going to give birth to the Savior, and God is behind all this. It's an honor, a privilege that God's given me. The New International Version translates these words, He has looked on me, in this way. God has been mindful of me. In other words, He's thought of me. He's noticed me, called me to Himself, and that's a privilege. It's God's mercy and grace at work. Then Mary goes on to sing of God's mercy that is available for everyone in every generation, those who fear him. That word, mercy, is used in the Old Testament to describe the loyal love of God. And Israel, as you know, experienced that loyal love of God over and over again in the Old Testament, even in their most rebellious and stubborn times. That word fear means not to be frightened, but to have holy reverence for and desiring to come to him and be his. And then Mary lists off six times what God in his mercy has done and will do. It's a picture of power God is pictured here as a a warrior, a champion of the helpless and downtrodden, a faithful rescuer of his nation. She recalls God's might and mercy in defeating Israel's enemies in the past. When she says he's performed mighty deeds with his arms, he has strengthened those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. And what comes to mind is Israel's battles with their enemies that were won by God. For instance, the Egyptians at the Red Sea, who won that battle? God won that battle for Israel. Or Gideon against the Midianites, God won that battle. Or Sennacherib and the Assyrian army, when they were surrounded by Jerusalem and proudly mocked God's power because they were not God-fears, God showed his strong arm and took them down. She says, he's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. You think of kings that were overthrown by God. Pharaoh, or Nebuchadnezzar, replaced by God's servant King Cyrus of Persia, who let Israel return to their land after years of exile in Babylon. Mary says, He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. I'm reminded of the Exodus story again, when God caused the Egyptian population to give away their riches to the Hebrews after Pharaoh gave in and freed them from slavery after all those plagues. And he has helped Israel over the years, always remembering his promises to Abraham to make his descendants a blessing to all the nations of the world, Mary says. He's never forgotten, never deserted his people in spite of their rebelliousness. Just check the Old Testament out, and you'll see that. Now, Mary may not only be looking back to the past history. Some biblical scholars suggest that she might also be looking ahead in a way uh, prophesying, describing Jesus' work in the rest of Luke's gospel. He's showed his strength with his arm, exercising his power and strength over sickness and nature and the demonic and death. And he scattered the proud, didn't he? Taking on the proud, self-righteous Pharisees and scribes who thought they had it all together before God and deserved God's favor. And every time they had a conflict with him, they'd be scattered by what he had to say. And he opposed the mighty on their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Jesus did not go to the mighty, to the power brokers to bring in his kingdom. No, he went to the outcast, the ignored, the poor, and the ordinary. And he wasn't born in a palace, but in a stable. And mortal kings like Caesar would die, and Herod would die, but the humble servant king, Jesus, lives forever. And Jesus filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty, I'm reminded of the feeding of the 5,000 in the wilderness and and challenging the rich young ruler enough to have that rich young ruler walk away dejected because he couldn't give up his riches. And Jesus did help the lost sheep of Israel, not only declaring God's offer of mercy to them first, but ultimately offering it to them through his death on a cross and his resurrection. When that happened, God's promise to Abraham was ultimately fulfilled. Jesus is the Lord and Savior, the blessing to all the nations. God's word came to pass in him. So we learn from Mary's song that the story of the birth of Jesus is not just about a sweet little baby boy born in a stable who never says or does anything. But Christmas is about a mindful and merciful and mighty God who stepped into our dark world and did great things for us. Mary's song can actually serve as a a rouser for us to to inspire us and lift our sagging spirits when all looks like doom and gloom and we feel forgotten by God. It helps us to sing to God all the more, even in the dark when things look dark, because it's the gospel, it's the gospel truth. God is mindful of you and me. God is merciful to those who call upon his name, and God is mighty and active and in charge of his world. We want to hang on to that truth, in all circumstances. I'm reminded of a story I came across years ago when there was still the reality of the Iron Curtain. You remember those days. Uh, A newspaper article was written that described Christmas Day for Christians in Sarajevo. The awful warfare was all around them despite the promise of a ceasefire. The airport was closed. More than a dozen civilians had already been killed when the article was being written, and shelling the residential sections of the city, the Serbian army, just to break morale, caused great havoc on that Christmas day in Sarajevo. One reporter was downtown when the horrid sounds of, of shelling finally was dying down, and he said, I suddenly heard something. I heard people in the churches singing Christmas carols, singing Christmas carols to God, praise to God, even in the darkness. Friend, remember, God has been mindful of you and me as broken and and imperfect as we are. He's mindful of you. He knows you. He loves you. He has plans for your life. You're not just another face in the crowd to him. He knows what keeps you awake at night, what brings you joy. He knows your imperfections and your hidden secrets and your sins and he loves you anyway and wants to be in a relationship with you, and actually use your life to do great things for his purposes, just like he did with Mary. He wants to bless you. And God in his mercy has done a great and merciful thing for you and for me. Through this child Mary would bear, God's son. We were lost in our sinfulness and rebellion, separated from God, hellbound, unable to save ourselves. And in the fullness of time, God did an amazing, merciful thing for us. He exercised his strong arm in order to save us and make us his own forever by giving us Jesus. He, Jesus entered our world to rescue us from our greatest enemies. Sin, and death, and the devil, which hold the sinner captive. Now when I say us, I mean you, and I mean me. This is personal. He did it for you and for me. That son allowed himself to be crucified on the cross in order to pay the penalty for our sins and restore our relationship with God And the promise is that all who repent and believe in him have forgiveness for their sins. A new start, a restored relationship with God. And this Jesus rose again victoriously, defeating the power of death, opening up God's heaven to all who will place their trust in his son. A place has been prepared in our father's house by Jesus Christ. And when I think about this, I think of Paul's Words in Romans 8, when he asked the Roman Christians, if God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, will he not also give us all things? And this Jesus someday will reappear. I mean, there's more to Mary's prophecy. It looks way ahead when Jesus reappears at the end and every knee of princes and paupers and sons and daughters and kings and presidents and and citizens of all nations will all bow down and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father and he will take us to himself. And finally, all will be well. That's what Mary's song is telling us. It's it's a song of faith about a God who knows you and cares about you and has a loyal love for you and nothing can separate you from that love through his son, Jesus Christ. So keep on praying to him. Keep on serving him. Keep on keeping on. Keep on running the good race of faith. Keep on singing. For God has done a great thing for us. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for giving Mary that song, reminding us of how mindful and merciful and mighty you really are. Help us to have faith in you in all circumstances of life as we await Christ's reappearing in majesty and glory. Amen. I invite you now to join me in magnifying our great God, let's sing this familiar and powerful Christmas carol to him with our, all our soul. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Now may the grace of Christ our Savior, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen.
0: You've been worshiping with the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. God has done a great thing for us through Mary who bore God's Son, bringing peace and joy to the world. Christian Crusaders has been blessed by the financial and prayerful commitment of our listening family. We ask you to continue remembering this ministry as part of your weekly worship and to share this ministry with your family and loved ones. Please mail your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or visit our secure website at christiancrusaders.org. You'll find it's easy to support this ministry by following the Give link located at the top of our webpage. All donations are considered tax deductible. Our website includes podcasts of past programs, as well as daily devotions and inspiring Christian interviews. So visit us online today at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we look forward to worshiping with you again next Sunday. Conducting our service was the Rev. Steve Kramer, speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting gospel-oriented, Christ-centered, biblical truth since 1936. From all of us at Christian Crusaders, Merry Christmas.